What's going on, guys? It is your boy Nick Maruka with the second ever episode of the Underdog Training Podcast for the week of May 22nd, 2017. Today, we're going to be talking about a little bit more about my background. I know I touched on it briefly in the first episode, uh, but I want to delve into it a little bit more because it's important for me to get across to you guys uh, where I came from in regards to my fitness background and uh, everything else. So the uh, the whole idea of this podcast, even though it's about training and fitness and you know how I coach my athletes, and also I want you to get some of some of us my life experiences. Um, I think it's important that even though you're just listening to me talk, um, you know you're going to get a well-rounded perspective of, of who I am as a person. When I when I was younger, um, if you listen to the first episode, you'll hear that you know I have cerebral palsy. So um, when I was younger, I played a whole bunch of sports, and I, again, like I said, I talked about this, you know, in the first episode a little bit. Um, so I played a whole bunch of sports. I played soccer, uh, baseball, also baseball and soccer were my two main sports. And then I did stuff like tennis, and uh, you know, every once in a while, I would uh, don myself a pair of ice skates and go ice skating with my friends, even though I wasn't technically skating uh, because I couldn't balance. So pretty much what I would do is hold on to the side of the. Uh, the ring the entire time and kind of just walk around, which was kind of embarrassing, but I was still at least doing something, you know, and I was kind of just in it with everybody, and that was the, the most important thing as I was there, and I was a part of it. Um, a funny story I like to tell all the time is when I did play baseball, I, I only played up until the minor leagues, but um, every time I bet I was up at bat, a couple things would happen. Most of the time, at least, I would either get hit by the ball, right, <laughs> or I would get walked. So... I would trot my happy ass down to first base, and uh, usually, especially at that level, you know, there were a lot of wild pitches. So I would always be up on alert, right? And and I had the little bit of an advantage that people wouldn't expect this. So what I would do is I would see the pass ball, and I would immediately go and steal second base, okay? Because no one was ready for it, and my mom always tells that, you know, she would always be nervous every time I took off because she wasn't, wasn't sure if, if I was going to make it or if I was going to get hurt. Right, sliding into second and all that stuff. So uh, that was a fun time. I didn't, you know, that was kind of when I stopped playing baseball when I was really younger. And then I, I kept playing soccer until I was 13, and I uh, had my second surgery to fix uh, issues with my CP. Speaking of soccer, uh, this past weekend, it was a Friday. Uh, I actually went to a New York Red Bulls soccer game with a couple of my friends, my best friend Megan and her boyfriend. Um, went to that, and it's it's interesting because I loved. I loved uh, playing soccer when I was a kid. It was it was one of the most fun times I've ever had, and I actually was in pretty good shape back then, you know, cardio wise. Nowadays, I don't uh, I don't do as much cardio as I should. Let's put it that way. I, I do uh, some heavy sled work here and there. Or I'll run a couple sprints, but uh, as far as consistency in regards to my cardio, mm, doesn't really exist. But um, when I was young and I was playing all the time, we would do this drill, and it <laughs> probably wouldn't uh, fly today, but. My friends, if anyone listened to this, and I used to play with all my classmates and stuff, so we would do this drill, and, uh, you know, again, myself having CP, my mobility and flexibility in my legs was not the best, okay, let alone my coordination and everything else that I had to go along with that, right? So, uh, what we would do is you would lie down, everyone would lie down on the ground, and uh, you would pretty much make a human ladder, like, a, like an agility ladder, but it was with bodies, <laughs> and uh so you would run through the teammates you would you would go through the ladder of people having to step over or you know run over the person and uh when you think about it you're like oh this doesn't probably sound like a really good idea especially when it comes to soccer because we have cleats on 
Okay. So now picture this, right? Everyone's lying down there. It goes through. Everybody goes through. And now it's my turn. And everyone knows what's going to happen. So I get up and everyone immediately is like, oh, no. And now we're like, I like maybe 10 years old or younger than that. Um, I forget, you know, exactly what the time period was. But so we're going through and now it's my turn. And I start running through and I'm stepping on everybody's backs. <laughs> literally, literally stepping on people's backs and, uh, we're all laughing. That's the best part about it is even though I'm like killing my poor teammates, we're all laughing about it because everybody knows it's coming. And it's just like, why am I doing this, man? I felt so bad. And I, I get done and, uh, and we're all just laughing and everyone's rolling around like, oh my God, this is terrible. What were we thinking? But uh, it was uh, it was a fun time, man. And, and the, the people I played with, they were always looking out for me. And uh you know, a lot of the time I, I played wing, believe it or not, uh, usually left wing for some reason. Um, and so many times there would be chances for me to uh, to score. Like I would always be open, and or at least when I was open, you know, I would get the pass, I get the cross from the other side of the field, I get the cross, and I would just miss it by like the smallest of margins, right? Or I would I would be like going up to the ball, I would be approaching it, seeing it in the air. And, and knowing where it's going to hit, and I would trip, and I would fall, and I would miss my chance. And that happened a lot. Um, and it was, the, it was the worst, because everybody uh, everybody wanted to see me score, to see me make that connection. And I obviously personally wanted to also. So it was so frustrating that time and time again, I would get these chances. And people kept giving me the opportunity to score. And that was the best thing, is that we were really a team. Um, obviously, it helped that we all went to school together, too. But it was just such a cool thing because no matter how many times I missed, um, they kept trying. You know, everybody kept trying to get me to, the chance to score. And the, the score of the game didn't matter, you know. Um, in middle school, it just didn't matter. And we were all having fun. And, and eventually I did, I did get a goal, and I, uh, I remember it to this day. And the best part was the goalie was so pissed off about, at himself because he let me score of all people. And uh, it was just great, man. That was before I made any gains, too. So I was a real small kid. I was real skinny. Uh, and I remember going up against for a header for one of my one of my friends uh, on the opposing team that I grew up with. And I was going for a header. And we went up at the same time. I came down, landed on both my feet. The poor kid ran into me. He was on the ground. I just looked at him and like, what's up, man? And you know, that was before I had any gains, any balance whatsoever. So it was kind of funny that I was the one that ended up in that situation, uh, you know, standing up. And I just kind of trotted over. I walked over him, and we just kept on going. When I was playing soccer, too, it was funny because so many times um, I would get away with things, you know, because the referees thought I was, you know, because of my CP and the way I ran, they just thought it was an accident. Like, I would trip a guy on purpose because I knew I could get away with it. So I would just stick my foot out every once in a while and just be like, oh, sorry, like, didn't mean to do that. And they would never call me on it because what are they going to do, you know? Um, that's one of my secrets, you know, so... Uh, I did, I did use it to my advantage when I, uh, when I could. But then there was also another time I remember I had to use, uh, I had glasses, right? So I wore those, uh, those really attractive nerdy specs back in the day. And I think it was one time I, I didn't like wearing them, obviously. And uh, so I was wearing a normal pair of glasses. And a referee, who I knew personally, didn't let me wear them. So I didn't have the specs. And I had to play the entire game pretty much blind. Uh, so that was real safe. I'm surprised they let that go, but uh, yeah, that was a fun time.
And you know what? It was just it was just a good time. That was my main sport. And uh, watch going to the Red Bulls game, I was kind of living vicariously through that, watching it and just and just remembering what it felt like to uh, to play. They ended up tying. They scored. They should have won. They the other team it was Toronto FC, I think. Uh, they scored, and the guy was offsides on the goal, but for some reason they didn't call it, so uh, ended up being a tie game. But it was a lot of fun. There was a lot more people in there than I expected. Um, it was kind of cool, too, because I got to watch Michael Bradley play and uh, Josie Altidore, so that was kind of sweet. Um, not that I'm a big soccer guy, but I do enjoy watching it uh, when I do get the chance to. But, yeah, that was just one of my weekend ventures. Anyway, plowing ahead here. Here we go. As I was saying, so it was a... It was about a nine-hour surgery, I think, something like that. Or I know it was really long, but they had a, did a whole bunch of things. Muscle transfer on my quad, had to lengthen my heel cords and my hamstrings. Um, they had to, actually, had to break my right foot because it was turned out to the side, so they broke it and straightened it. Uh, and then they had to also break one of my big toes for that, a similar reason. So it was really long and extensive. I had to wear casts on both my legs up to my knees for uh, a couple months. You know, going through that, and then I went through PT, which really wasn't too bad. Um, but while I was going through my PT uh, at home, I actually still went and trained uh, at Notre Dame with my cast on. I went and trained it at upper body there two days a week while doing my PT at home for another two days a week. And then once I got the cast off, uh, then I had, you know, the outpatient physical therapy. But, you know, it wasn't that bad. It could have been, but, you know, my mindset was always, I'm just going to go attack this and, and make it as best as I possibly could. Plus, the people I was with uh, made it a lot better. So, my at-home physical therapist, Sue Shelby, who's one of the best people I know, uh, was awesome. And then I went to a local physical therapy place, and the people that worked there were also great, you know. So, so when you surround yourself with people that, that lift you up and that make the experience better, you're going to have a better experience overall. I'm the son of a son of the sound, baby, little egg mama half hippie. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> getting ready for my workout at, uh, you know, I listened to country music, so that song just came on. But anyway, um, it's funny, when I was having my cast on and I was in school, my teachers, my teachers were, uh, were freaking out more so when I had my cast on than ever before. For some reason, they thought I was like, I guess gonna get hurt more so, even though these casts were like impenetrable. <laughs> so it was kind of it was kind of funny um, that they took all these precautions after I got back to school versus you know before the surgery and everything else. But I do have to give a shout out to um, to that was in eighth grade, and I have to give a shout out to those people because you know when I left, um, they did a lot for me, and when I came back, they did a lot for me. And the classmates I had back then, they really cared. And uh, they showed me that they cared, and it meant a lot to me, and it still does. Um, when I think back, that that was 13 years ago, and um, you know, some of those people I still am in contact with, and I can't say enough about what they all did for me back then. Um, and it was fun because when I got back, I was using a, a, a walker, and it was a pool behind walker. So instead of having the the walker in front and you know pushing it that way, it was behind me, and so I dragged it along as I walked. And, uh, you know, because I couldn't use crutches. There was no way in hell that was going to happen, so I used a walker. And <laughs> we would take it, and I, I got in so much trouble for this. I got yelled at for, like, every day, right? We would take it and uh, put it in the hallway, and I would let some of my friends, like, run and then jump up in the air, and the walker would just glide in the halls, and uh, people would just have their legs up, but they would just glide down the hallway. And everyone was getting so pissed, but I didn't really care because it was so much fun. And, uh... I also had people that, you know, they took care of me. They would hold my, they would, um, you know, take my books 
for me because I obviously couldn't walk with them and everything else. Hard enough having to work around the walker, let alone having to carry heavy-ass books and shit. So um, people would help me down the stairs and carry my stuff. And, uh, you know, little things like that, it may not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but when you're going through it, it does mean a lot. So um, shout-out to my friend Ariana Sparrow, who was actually the person that, uh, you know, always walked with me at the end of the day. And, uh, held on to my stuff and then walked with me. And then there's, there's other people, um, my friend Eugene and Jimmy. And they were, uh, they were ones that were there for me. At the end of the class period, I would get to leave class early, uh, at that time. And we had to go outside of school at this point to walk to a whole other building, uh, near the church. So we would leave class early. You know, they always just walked with me and, uh, took care of me. So I appreciate those people. Um, it's funny, one of my math teachers actually, when this was all going on, she got pissed that, uh, you know, that we would be late, or that we would leave early, and I'm like, you do realize I have casts on my legs, and it takes me a lot longer to, uh, you know, get from place to place, right? And it just, <laughs> there's little things like that that some people, uh, that do, and you just don't, you're like, how can you, how can you justify being angry at me for this situation? I remember when I got the cast off. My legs, my literally my legs, not my quads, just my legs, because that was the part that was covered. They were so small, I literally couldn't even look at myself, man. I was like, what the hell? I looked like a damn like fetus. I was like, this is horrible. But uh, not like they're much different now. Unfortunately, that's the worst part, is they're not, uh, they're not much bigger now than they, <laughs> than they were back then. I mean, they're a lot stronger. I'll tell you that much, they're a lot stronger. I just, I just can't build calf muscle. You know, there's only certain things, some things you can't do. I can't have it all, so I can't really build much calf muscle. I, maybe if I really tried to, I could build a little bit, but uh, not much. And uh, it's kind of funny because everyone asks me all the time, like, why are my legs small? Because I guess, you know, to me, I don't think about it, but, uh, you know, my quads are pretty strong. I actually PR'd on a squat. Most I've ever done was like 235 uh, back squat, so that was a fun time. You know, my, my ankle mobility, my right ankle, the one they broke, is uh, pretty much non-existent, so... That makes things a lot tougher um, when it comes to squatting and whatnot. So I actually have to wear Olympic lifting shoes when I squat. Um, but that helps, you know. So there's ways to work around it, folks. There's ways to work around every single injury that you have. Uh, and if anyone can tell you that, it's me because I've had to work around it my entire life. Um, but it's also made me a better coach because it's, it's forced me to learn how to describe exercises that I can't physically do. So... It teaches you how to do that and how to connect better because if you can't do an exercise, but you, you're still going to have other people do it, so you have to learn how to explain it so well that even though you're not demonstrating it, you can get it across to your athletes. And what helps also is when you have athletes that get it and they can then teach the other people. Um, luckily, I do have that right now. The athletes I have are awesome, so they kind of get it. And they get me, and I, I joke about my CP a lot. First of all, my family and friends crack on me about it all the time. But I personally make a lot of, like, small jokes here and there and it's funny because some of the kids I train because they're younger they don't know if they should laugh at it or not and because <laughs> they don't want me to get mad I'm like listen guys if I'm the one making the joke it's okay you could laugh and you know when people care about me and they start cracking jokes like that that's when it's okay because I know that's when they care um coach McCutta is notorious for cracking jokes like that and uh you know I love that guy to death and everyone around me that uh that is really important to me knows that I can laugh at myself, and you have to, folks. You have to. People can't take life too seriously, and it could always be worse. I know I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times. It could always be worse, and uh, you have to take your situation and look at it in a positive light and just just laugh at it. 
I la I trip in the gym. I fall in the gym a where I work, and when I go to other gyms, I fall all the time. And uh, other gym members are like concerned, and like the people at the front desk and stuff who know me pretty well, they're like, just leave him alone. He's fine. You know, I'll be foam rolling, and uh, I'll be you know screaming in pain because the foam roll hurts so damn bad. They think I'm like injured. I'm like, nah, it's just it just hurts. Uh, if you want to know what it feels like, let me know. I can tell you. Uh, get on this yourself. You know, <laughs> but um, it's just stuff like that. Small things that uh, you know, you gotta you gotta put things in perspective and realize that life is precious, and we all gotta make relationships and. That's what I'm in this profession for is to, to make lives better and to change people's lives and make some good friendships out of it when it comes down to it. That's all that really matters. And that's a little bit of that. But then, you know, I was, I was like I said, I was 13 when I really started to uh, get into weight training and I had no idea what to expect. Um, it's the first time I really ever struggled with doing certain things, uh, at least to the level that I did. I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was because most of the stuff I kind of went through in regards to athletics, I kind of just went and did and didn't really have any severe difficulties. Yeah, I used to fall on the fields and on the courts and all that stuff all the time, but I was used to that. You know, um, this was a whole different ball game, and uh, having to use my body in ways I had never used it before was really, really challenging. Um, and there are certain days, even still today, I've been training, you know, for for half my life now. I'm 26 years old, which is weird to think about that I've been training for that long, but. Um, you know, I struggle every day with certain things, but it could always be worse, man. It could always be worse, and that's what I always tell myself. And you know what? When I was when I was starting, I actually had a guy uh, work out with me because I needed help. To be perfectly honest, Coach McKenna would be would be running the big group, and then I was I was working out with this guy at the same time. And you know, Coach would come by, and we would do our certain things. A lot of times we would do it when I got into high school. He and him and I would work together after school together. But eventually I got to the point where I was able to join the big group. And you know, it was an awesome feeling because I was able to, to stream myself in with those guys. And even though I wasn't working out at the same intensity as them all the time, it was still, I was in that environment. I was in that competitive athletic environment that I didn't have anymore in regards to a team setting. I was also able to, I was lucky enough that Coach McKenna um, asked me to help out with the football team when I was in eighth grade also. And this was before my surgery, so it was the, it was the season. What year was that? That was 2006 uh, season. So I would help it out. Now, now, mind you, I was in eighth grade, right? And being surrounded mostly by juniors and seniors who at that time, you know, even though it's not a huge age gap, it feels like it when you're when you're that young. And those guys, they, they brought me in. They took me in under their wing. And every time I, I think about it and I talk about it, I try not to get emotional because it's uh, it's something that's hard to really talk about and uh, put into words. Because without that football team and without getting involved with that in strength and conditioning, I, uh, I don't know who I would be. I don't know what I would be doing with myself today. And uh, that team, all those years ago, I still keep in contact with some of the guys from that team. And uh, it just changed my life in so many ways, and I I started to love coaching, and it gave me an outlet for my for my physical needs in regards to athletics that I like I said I didn't have anymore. So I was still in that team setting, even though I wasn't playing anymore, I was still around it, and I was still a part of it, and and I cannot uh, thank Coach enough for all the things that he did back then in those years, and all those guys, and I I kept coaching all the way up until I got through college. Um, and it was all volunteer. It was all out of the goodness of my heart and the fact that I loved that team. And I'm still there today. I still uh, coach in the weight room when I'm there. I get to work out whenever I want there, which is kind of nice. Um, 
So, you know, it, football is an amazing sport, man. It's it's like nothing else. Um, you know, I, I've played a whole bunch of sports, like I said, and it's there's nothing that can compare to the uh, the bond that you have with a football team. And at the same time, we all went through the same hell in the weight room together, you know, so you form that. Because the place we would work out in, the weight room, it, it was, honestly, it's like a dungeon, okay? It's an old school, you know you're going to work hard when you get there type of environment. And the back room of the gym it has all like the heating pipes and stuff for the school because it's in the basement of the school. It's an old bomb shelter. Um, so when you got 30, 40, 50 guys back there together, okay, and the heat's cranked up and it's humid and you can't breathe and you're dying, right? There's something special about going through that with people. Um, even though it's horrible, <laughs> at the same time, we would be able to have so many fun times because a song would come on the radio uh, specifically red dirt road <laughs> that song man everybody has a couple songs that uh that take them back to certain times in their life and every time i hear that song man it takes me back to those days with the guys uh that i went to high school with and we grind it and you know that songs like that would come on and we would just start laughing we would start singing all together even though we're going through this hell we would still be able to find the, the happiness and the joy in that because we all got so close to each other because we all knew what that feeling was like. And anyone that's gone through Coach McKenna's workout program or you know has played football or any other kind of sport because he trains everybody, um, everyone knows what it feels like to be up at 6 a.m. going through that hell and even after school going through it together. And uh, it's just a special thing, man. It's a special thing and... I struggled a lot, and there were those guys that, that pushed me to, to get myself better. Like, we would be pushing hundreds of pounds on a sled, and there would be certain times that I literally couldn't walk anymore, or I couldn't pick myself up off the ground, and they would pick me up, literally, and, uh, you know, push me to keep on going. And, and it helped me establish the mental toughness to be able to say, you know what, I can do whatever I want to do. And, uh, you know, I felt that when I was younger, but it's, it wasn't the same. It was, it was a, a, a switch clicked in my mind that I said, this is something that I can do no matter where I am and I can get my I can get myself stronger mentally and physically and I can prove people wrong that didn't think I could do it didn't think I should belong here right and said you know what he's he can't play sports or he can't do this or that there, there's nothing in the world that is impossible to people if you set yourself up to make the goals that you want to achieve and you achieve the goals that you want um, there's nothing you can't do, and as, as cliche as that sounds, it's 100% true, and I tell my athletes that, and I tell people in general that all the time, that uh, a lot of times, even today, there's certain things I do and accomplish in the weight room that I think about, like, how, how could I have possibly done that, um, and you know what, you have to keep setting yourself goals, because if you're just going in there and you don't have a plan or you don't have anything to accomplish, then you're really not training for anything. So you have to have the mentality that you're going to go attack this and you're going to go kill it and you're going to prove people wrong and keep overcoming the obstacles that you have. Because listen, man, honestly, I got lucky um, with the way I was raised and brought up and, and my condition. Yeah, I worked my ass off to kind of overcome it and defeat it. But at the same time, there are so many people that have it so much worse than you. And you have to understand that too, is that everyone has their own story. Everybody has gone through their own different things in their life. And it's just a matter of how you approach it and what you're going to do with that situation. I could have felt bad for myself and, uh, you know, just said, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to have to go through this pain because trust me, it's painful. 
I wake up every day and my legs hurt. Some days more than others, but every single day there's something that, that doesn't feel good, right? Especially because of how long I've been training. Now, my body's kind of starting to feel it, and I have to, have to train a lot differently than I used to. But everybody has it worse. There's always somebody that has it worse. So you got to wake up every day with a smile on your face and be lucky that you have that breath of life in you and you have to attack the day. So, so I, I kind of went off on a tangent there. <laughs> but as a coach, that kind of happens all the time, right? I got my pre-workout tingling through my body, so I'm kind of hyped up right now. If you can't tell. But yeah, to, to be able to do the things I do and have the job that I do, I am, I am extremely blessed. You know, like I said, I was, I was going through high school. Um, I started to get stronger. I started to get bigger. And the, the confidence boost was the biggest thing. And I was always in the gym, man. I, we would have a free period <clears throat> on activity period. And I would go down in the weight room and lift during that time. People thought I was nuts. Training gave me, like I said, an, an outlet that I didn't have before. And now I was able to become a strength coach under Coach McKenna and learn under him and everybody else that since then I've been able to learn from and all the things I've been able to do. Um, Zach Evanish, Paul Colodi, uh, Kevin Vanderbush, Gary Schofield, all those guys, so many. I could keep going on and on and on about all the guys that I've learned from because you have to keep on learning. You can't just stop and think you know everything because you don't. And this, this field is ever-changing. And, you know, I, I am lucky that I work predominantly with youth and high school athletes. And then I, although I've done the college level, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing a kid who's young develop into a, a great man and a, or a great, a great woman and see their progression from sixth grade all the way up through high school. It's amazing because I've been there and I know what it feels like. And I can translate that to my athletes because, like I said, even though there's a there's an age gap, there's still a generational gap that's kind of the same. Uh, so I can relate to them and I can say, you know what, guys, even though I'm putting you through this hell, I know what it feels like. And sometimes I'll jump in and work out with them and it opens their eyes and say, you know what, he's not lying. He, he does this with us. And, and that's what shows accountability to your athletes. If you can demonstrate something or you can do something with them, then they're like, okay, this guy is literally doing the same things as us. So obviously it works. Um, so you have to show your athletes that you care and you have to be accountable and kind of look the part and act the part and not just be a guy that walks in, tells them what to do and walks out. You have to show that you care. So on that note, I don't want this to go too long and I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to get hyped up for this workout, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Hopefully this helped a little bit. I know, again, it was kind of all over the place, but we're going to get it going. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll talk to you guys later.